This is the Call to Service podcast, a place where service missionaries share their testimonies and experiences as they offer service to the one, just as Jesus Christ did. I'm your host, Macy Herbert. This is season one, episode eight of the podcast. And I just want to start out and thank everyone for following us on social media and for the listens that we've had this past week. Um, It's been really awesome. I actually just listened to one of the episodes for the first time today and I'm surprised at how well it's going. I usually don't go back and listen to them because I don't like to hear my own voice. Um, But today's episode is my episode where I'm going to tell my story and I'm not sure if this is working very well because it's raining really hard outside. You know what though, we're just going to give it a go and it's going to be great. So I'll introduce myself first. I um, am from a small town in Idaho called Paris. I was born and raised there and I attended Bear Lake High School. I am currently living at my in-laws house in Grover, Wyoming with my husband. He's studying construction management at BYU-Idaho and I will be starting, uh, we'll both be starting our second year of school. I'll be studying marriage and family and we recently just adopted a cat from the local animal shelter. Her name is Flower. So that's our little family that we have right now and I served my mission in the California Santa Rosa mission. That's where I started. And then eight months later, I transferred to the Idaho Soda Springs Youth Service Mission. Like most missionaries or people who decide to serve a mission, I was thinking about it about my senior year, junior senior year of high school. We had a lot of missionaries come over to my house when I was a junior and senior in high school just to play games and share a message with our family. Um, and so I thought, mm, yeah, I think I think I will, but I, I definitely prayed about it and decided that I wanted to go on a mission before I went to college so that I could just go have that experience and then and then move on to college afterwards and so then I worked on my papers and in July of 2020 I received a mission call to the California mission and uh, Santa Rosa mission Spanish speaking and then um, I started the MTC on November 17th of 2020 and that was just a huge roller coaster of going from a small town in Idaho to California and it was during COVID so there was kind of a little bit of a shutdown we could go to people's houses if they invited us but we had to wear masks and uh, most of our calls most of our um, lessons were over zoom or Uh, actually over Facebook Messenger. So um, actually the first week of my mission, 
my trainer and I were supposed to meet up with our other trainer, my other trainer, who was just about to finish her mission, and we, she ended up giving, getting COVID. So my one trainer and I went to a different area uh, and stayed with some other sisters for a little while, and that was such a fun time of my proselyting mission because I got to know this sister really well and we had lots of laughs and fun times and we just got to serve like we couldn't add anything to our records of who we were teaching we just had to go out and serve people and find creative ways to share the gospel so that was really great and um, my first in my first area I was there for two transfers and I really loved it there. My my companions were so nice and uh, they they really helped me kind of learn the ropes of of being a missionary, having a um, a diligent schedule and how to set goals. That's what we really worked on that those first two transfers and then um, the next two transfers I was companions with two sisters that had been out the same amount of time of, as I had and they had the mission president pulled the sisters from the area that were there before us all of them and then put us in so we call that whitewashing so there was just a whole new companionship there and we had to go out and kind of learn the area without anybody really telling us and that transfer I had a lot of challenges um, before I left on my mission for about three years before I left on my mission I had struggled with chronic hives I was taking a basic antihistamine about every other day and I didn't really know why I would feel really groggy during the day I just had low energy and it amplified and got worse and it started to turn into depression. Um, I had struggled with perfectionism and anxiety but didn't really go to a therapist when I was in high school, didn't really know why I was feeling what I was feeling. So when I started to get depressed it was really hard and as a proselyting mission missionary in a mission that was very diligent and um, we always made sure that we had filled every hour of the day with produ productive activities it became very discouraging and that was uh, I talked to my mission president about it and told him what I was struggling with and he recommended that I get a therapist um, and it was kind of interesting because when I was in my training I felt great and I felt like I was gonna be a good missionary and my trainers were like you are going to be a leader in the mission and every time they would say that there was this voice in my head that would say but not this mission and it terrified me to death. It scared me so bad. So I, anyways, fast forward back to that transfer. 
Um, I met with a therapist. She diagnosed me with depression. Um, we got bed bugs and were displaced from our apartment for two weeks. And um, then I was transferred to another area with some more sister training leaders. And they had both struggled with mental health in their past and were kind of still struggling. They were, you know, diagnosed with it, but they had great coping skills. And they, um, they taught me how to be kind to myself and to not um, be so hard on myself when I was feeling so poorly. Um, but I still had this, this feeling that I needed to go home. And as a missionary, you don't want to go home. I didn't want to go home, but it, at the same time, it was like the spirit was telling me to go home. And so, um, at the end of, um, at the end of July, of 2021, I was transferred home. Uh, my mission president called my parents and called me and said, we're sending you home. And you, uh, he actually called me during weekly planning. And I was like, wait, what? But my soul was happy. My soul like wanted to. But at the same time, I felt so much failure because I feel I felt like I failed the Lord and I felt like I failed myself and my family and that was it was really crushing so um, like I said I I went home on a Saturday and um, my parents picked me up we went home and my stake president wanted to meet with me at 7 a.m. the next morning so we drove out to his house and he sat me down and asked if he would like my parents to be present during our conversation. And I said they could go out to the car and they sat out there and we chatted for a little while. And he said, there is another option for you. Um, and you can do a service mission. And when I thought of a service mission at first, I thought this is not what I want to do. I thought it was for people with disabilities or who weren't capable of serving a proselyting mission. And so I asked him if I could have a little bit of time and he told me I had until the end of the day. And I was like, okay, well, that's not much. And knowing that I had very little time, I decided I was going to go home and pray about it. And so I went home my dad gave me a priesthood blessing, and after that priesthood blessing, he looked me in the eyes and said, I think you need to go to church, um, because church was about to start. And so I went to church, and I sat in the Relief Society room with my mom and listened to the talks that were being spoken. And as I listened, I don't remember what any of the speakers said, but I remember taking the sacrament, and I knew that the depths of sorrow that I was feeling, the Savior knew, and he had been there for me in that, um, in that trial, in those trials, and he knew exactly how it felt for me to come home early. So I thought, okay, and I started taking notes of, of the thoughts and impressions that were coming to my mind because I wanted to 
I wanted to be better at listening to the Spirit and listening to what God had to say. Um, I went home after church and I went down to my room and I just opened the scriptures and sat on my knees on my bedroom floor and prayed for a little while. And as I did that, I had this prompting, a, a voice so loud and clear say, go call your stake president back. And I thought, no, I really want to study this out. I really want to pray about this. And it said, go call your stake president back. And I thought, no. And so I decided to pray. <laughs> and in the prayer, Heavenly Father was like, go call your stake president back. And so I ran upstairs and I said, mom, I'm just going to call him back. Can I use your phone? And she said, yeah. I called him. He said, you're in luck. The service missionaries aren't usually on this side of the valley because um, they're usually in Star Valley and they are eating lunch at the Brock's house and they said that they would love to meet with you. And I had known Elder Brock um, from high school. He had come, he was homeschooled but came and did activities and that was like shocking for me to see the hand of the Lord so vividly when I had felt so destitute and left so alone um, prior to that. So I, I told my mom, I was like, okay, I'm going to go over there at one o'clock. And I drove myself over there. I ate lunch with three elders, um, Elder Olson and Elder Herbert, which you can probably guess who I ended up marrying. Yes, I married Elder Herbert from my mission, but um, that day, uh, I, as I was eating, kind of chatting with, with Elder and Sister Lancaster, and Elder Lancaster was sitting across from me, and I remember him looking me in the eyes and saying, we've been praying for a sister. Um, they had had, they had a sister leave a few months prior and had just a few elders and it was so comforting for me it it was that second witness of the holy ghost for me to know that that was part of god's plan and i relied on that a lot because later in my service mission as i went on i really struggled to accept my call because it didn't feel like a real mission. I wasn't doing the same things as other service or as the missionaries as I was doing in California. But I would rely on that that comforting feeling that I had and that voice that told me to call my state president back and that really pulled me through a lot of um, hard times during my service mission. So I became companions with Sister Heidi Armstrong and I started working as a temple worker on the Wednesday evening shift in Star Valley and a Sunday discussion leader. So I would lead a mission, Sunday evening mission lesson, and we would cover topics from Preach My Gospel or from whatever I felt inspired um, from the scriptures. We would um, and then I played my violin at the nursing home, like I mentioned in Sister Fairborn's episode. I, oh, my mission leaders could tell me all the things that I did, but it's been a year. So, um, 
I also just helped my service mission leaders with some responsibilities that they had. We didn't, we only had one um, missionary support couple at the time. And while I didn't have a whole lot of, when I didn't have a whole lot of responsibilities or assignments at the beginning, I decided that I was just going to be a friend to the other missionaries in the mission and send them uplifting quotes and scriptures and tell them stories um, and that really built a bond between us and helped us get to know each other and they will be forever my friends because of the goodness that they brought into my life. One of my favorite parts of starting that service mission was on Sunday evenings before I was the Sunday discussion leader we would just tell stories of how we had seen the hand of the Lord in our lives the past week. That was incredibly humbling to hear the stories that the missionaries, the elders shared. And then it helped me to realize and recognize a pattern of looking for the hand of the Lord in my own life. And that was healing for me and helped me a lot through my depression stage. I did go to counseling. I um, had great mission leaders that also talked to me. And um, the service mission was what I needed. And I cannot deny that. I'm just starting to remember some of the other opportunities that I had as a service missionary. Um, I helped serve at a th local thrift store on my Saturdays and I served in the Temple Baptistry on Friday evenings. Um, Thursdays, like some of the other missionaries have mentioned, were our service days where we would get together as a group and have a little lunch or a dinner and we would serve together and do kind of a bigger a bigger project. When I didn't have service opportunities, I also just served my family. Um, some of the elders came over and we chopped wood one afternoon. I uh, helped my dad clean uh, the dog shed and did some gardening. One of my favorite, favorite things starting out was um, pruning flowers, deadheading flowers at the temple, and weeding the flower beds in the, on Monday mornings. And the reason that I love that so much is because as I was doing it, the Spirit would, the Spirit taught me something important, that each weed I was pulling, I was thinking about the negative self-talk that I was putting upon myself and the way I was judging others and just thinking about my sins in general and every time I pulled it out I thought about how the atonement of Jesus Christ as we're doing service for others we're kind of pulling those weeds out of our lives we're pulling those bad habits and we're showing the Lord that we want to be his hands. And 
So that was one of my favorite things that the Spirit taught me. I just want to share my mission scripture that's on my plaque, or that was on my plaque. It's Doctrine and Covenants section 68, verse 6. When I was looking for a scripture to put on my plaque, I honestly was kind of just thumbing through the scriptures. I had a prayer in my heart and was just kind of thumbing through it, but by the end of my mission, it really became something that meant a lot to me. It says, Wherefore, be of good cheer, and do not fear, for I the Lord am with you, and will stand by you, and ye shall bear record of me, even Jesus Christ, that I am the Son of the living God, that I was, that I am, and that I am to come. This became so profound because I didn't feel very effective in California, and the Lord was telling me to not fear that through my service missionary experience, um, I was able to testify that he stood by me and that I would come to know personally through the power of the Holy Ghost that Jesus Christ is my savior and that he's your savior. And there is no, there is nothing that you can do in mortality that can um, dispel that power um, or that can damn your soul if you decide to change and come back he is always there with open arms um, and I did get to testify of this I was able to bear record like it says in this scripture every single Sunday as we would um, we were commissioned by the Area 70 um, to go around to each of the wards in the stakes that we served in and share our experiences. And so I would be able to get up for anywhere between two and a half and five minutes and share a scripture and share my experiences. And I will never forget that. I will never. Uh, I am so grateful for this amazing program and just the missionary program in general. All missionaries are missionaries. All members can be missionaries. We can serve and we can teach and we can testify of Jesus Christ. Um, which reminds me, one other cool experience that I had was I learned Spanish in California and I didn't, I didn't feel like I was great at it, but when I transferred here, the sisters in my area here weren't um, Spanish-speaking sisters, but they had Spanish-speaking investigators, and it was hard for them to get a translator. And so oftentimes I would go with them, and I would try, attempt to translate lessons for them and translate as they were speaking. And I definitely know that I wasn't perfect at that, and learning Spanish was a struggle for me, but I know that the gift of tongues is real, and that the Lord was present, and the Spirit was present 
to translate for me. And I just got to be kind of the median in between there. Um, so I still had teaching opportunities as well, which was very comforting and a huge blessing for me. I just want to end with my testimony that I know that our Heavenly Father is intimately aware of each of our situations. We are His children. And like it says in the scriptures that we are His sheep and He knows each one of us by name. And He will not, he will not forsake us. He will go after the one. And if you are that one, He's going to come after you in a non-creepy way. Um, and I know that Jesus Christ was perfect. And that although he was perfect, he suffered for all of our sins. So that we can, through his grace, can overcome them. And that we can... And he can make weak things become strong unto us. I know that the Lord has plans for us that are bigger than we can imagine if we just put our trust in him and if we let him prevail in our lives. I know that he does that because I let him prevail um, with my hives and with the symptoms that I was experiencing and asked him to guide me to people that could help me find healing. And I was guided to those people. And now, almost a year later after being released, I can happily say that I do not suffer from those hives anymore. Um, and I know that that's because of Jesus Christ. I know that he felt that pain that I went through. But he also taught me how to take better care of myself and what things I should and shouldn't eat so that I can continue to um, to function well and to be useful. And if you, if any of you listeners are listening and trying to decide whether or not to do a service mission, I would say pray about it and listen to the Holy Spirit. Because God knows what's best for you. And I say these things in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Thanks so much, everyone, for tuning into my episode of this podcast. Be sure to follow us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Instagram, and YouTube. So that others can hear the joy and peace and love that comes from serving as the Savior would. Really quick, I just wanted to share the scripture from Sister Fairborn's mission plaque. It was 2 Nephi 5.27, and it came to pass that we lived after the manner of happiness.